Hello, everyone. Pastor Kurt here. Thanks for joining me for today's devotion. It is Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. I'll be reading today from the New Revised Standard Version. The readings come from the Revised Common Lectionary Daily Readings, and you can find a link to those in the show notes below. I also have printed there the readings for today if you wanted to go ahead and pause this and look those passages up before we continue much further. I do encourage you to follow along in your own Bible if you're in a safe place to do so. Whatever translation you have is just fine. After each reading, there'll be a moment of silence for you to spend time reflecting on the passage, and then I'll offer up some of my own thoughts and reflections. So before we get into the thick of our readings, let us spend some time in prayer. So let us pray. O God, prepare our hearts to hear your word and obey your will. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, so our first reading today is in Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look towards heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. My, uh, my Bible here, there's a heading for this section in my Bible that says God's covenant with Abram. And so this is before um, God renames Abram, Abraham. And um, this is one of uh, basically two accounts in Genesis. This one here in chapter 15, another one in chapter 17, that give um, you know, two accounts of the covenant of, before God and Abraham. And um, I think the most significant thing about this, this passage, however, is what's found in verse 6. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Um, so we, um, we are currently studying the book of Romans. Um, we're looking at a lot of Paul's writings. Um, and uh, when we look at this, um, one of the things that ways that Paul includes Gentiles in the promised covenant um, is through this verse. And so I just want to read to you in my study Bible here. This is the uh, New Interpreter Study Bible. Um, what it has to say about this passage. It says, The Apostle Paul, in his explanation of God's inclusion of the Gentiles into the kingdom of God, later interprets this verse to mean that faith, apart from the works of the law, is the ultimate basis for salvation. In other words, what he's saying, what Paul says is, is that because Abraham, um, his righteousness was um, 
basically accounted to him because of his belief, because of his faith, um, then that is the basis basically of salvation. And so, um, and, and this happened before the law of Moses. And so Paul is saying that um, Gentiles then who are outside of the law, right? They're not Jews. They're not, they don't have to follow the law of Moses. That is how that they are included within um, the fellowship of believers in Christ is because through faith, not the law, it is through faith that we are brought um, into the community, that we are brought salvation. And he uses this passage to, to talk about that. Um, and so the other thing I think that's kind of interesting about this, and, and I'm sure if you've got a study Bible, it probably talks about this too. Um, but, um, and you've heard me talk about this, I think before as well, many times, um, about, uh, kind of the cultural expectation of Abraham's time. Um, and really in, in a lot of the Middle Eastern cultures was about children. Um, that was the whole point of everything. It was, you know, we needed to have children so that you could pass everything down to. And it was kind of a lineal lineage thing uh, passed down through the, the father. It was a patriarchal system. And so, um, you know, if, if a couple weren't able to have children, that was, that was seen as a very, very negative thing, especially on the woman, because it was assumed that the woman was the one who was at fault for not producing children, even though we know today through science that is just as much the men's issue as it is the woman's biological issue as to why people can't always have biological children. Um, and so um, this wants to lift this uh, study guide here or study Bible here lifts this up. It says the tension between the promise of descendants and the childlessness of Abraham and Sarah is again highlighted. According to an ancient Near Eastern custom, a servant could be adopted to become the heir of a childless couple in uh, inheriting their wealth in exchange for assuming the duties of a son for them. And, uh, and so that is essentially what Abraham is, or Abram is suggesting here. And God um, is saying, no, that's not going to be the case for you. Uh, you will have your own children, biological children, um, with Sarai, or who would later to be called Sarah. And, um, and so this is the promise that God is giving to Abram and Sarai, that um, they will have a, the biological children, even in their old age, and their descendants will number um, the stars in the sky. And, um, and Abram, Abraham, will believes him, right? He trusts that what the Lord says is true. And that is the basis for um, salvation, um, according to Paul. So um, interesting passage here about covenant and relying on God and trusting in God, which is really what Lent is all about. It's about that turning back to God, trusting in God's precepts, trusting that God is present with us, um, and having faith, believing that God is there. All right, well, our next uh, and last passage today is uh, Romans chapter 3. So we are jumping clear up to Romans. Um, again, like I said, we're doing a Bible study on Romans right now. We've already looked at these passages um, in the first week of our study. But this is Romans uh, chapter 3. Uh, verses 21 through 31. But now, apart from law, the righteousness of God has been disclosed and is attested by the law and the prophets. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. 
For there is no distinction, since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are now justified by his grace as a gift, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a sacrifice of atonement by his blood, effective through faith. He did this to show his righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over the sins previously committed. It was to prove at the present time that he himself is righteous and that he justifies the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of boasting? It is excluded. By what law? By that of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that a person is justified by faith apart from works prescribed by the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one and he will justify the circumcised on the ground of faith and the uncircumcised through that same faith. Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. We come really close to the section that in Romans that I was just talking about in our, in our look in Genesis. If we were to continue on reading in chapter 4, just right after our passage here today, uh, we would get to that point where it says, For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. And so that is referring back, this is chapter 4, verse 3, referring back to what we just read. But in this section that we just read today, um, he's continuing to talk about uh, human sinfulness and then God's grace and what that grace does provide for us through faith in God. And so verse 23 talks about, since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, they are now justified by his, by Jesus, excuse me, Jesus's grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. I think it's important to remember that salvation is not something that we do. It's not something that we accomplish on our own. Um, if that was the case, then the law would have been sufficient to bring us salvation, to bring us back into right relationship with God. But all the law really did was make how make our sin more apparent to us, right? Um, and so, because this is a gift of God, because this is something that is... Um, offered to us without price, without anything that we have to do. Then in verse 27, it says, um, then what becomes of boasting? Boasting or bragging assumes that we had some sort of, um, that we had some sort of role in our own salvation. And that is, he's saying, then what becomes of boasting? It's excluded, right? Because we have nothing to boast about because there was nothing that we have done in order to, um, to, to bring ourselves salvation, right? With the exception, I guess, if you wanted to call this, we have to respond to it. It is still a gift of God. It is still the work of God. But we do have an obligation to respond, yes or no, to it. At least that's my understanding and belief in theology. Um, 
And so it continues on, though, here, the very last part of this. So there's nothing we have to brag about. And so then the rhetorical question then is, do we throw away the law then if the law is no longer beholden to us? If we are, we are no longer beholden to the law. If the law um, doesn't bring us salvation, then what does the law accomplish, right? Um, well, he goes on to say, no, we do not overthrow the law of faith because Christ fulfills the law. And when we respond to the grace and the salvation of Christ, we live into that grace through God's sanctification, um, which helps us to live more fully into the law by loving God, by loving our neighbor, um, by, um, by following in the footsteps of Christ and living in that way. And so, yeah, this is, uh, all of this is, is Romans is just so full and impactful, a really great um, theological meaning and understanding as we consider um, how as we consider what Jesus did on that cross, right? What Jesus accomplished through his life, death, and resurrection um, for us. So I'm going to leave it at that. You might have noticed there was a, a short little skip um, in our uh, recording. Um, if you're watching this especially, um, it was because I had uh, somebody called the church office and left a message. And though I have the ringer turned off on the phone, <laughs> the uh, messaging service still comes through. And so I didn't want you all to have to hear that. <laughs> Anyway, we are, uh, so that's it for our reading. So we're going to spend some time in prayer. I'll be lifting up some prayer requests or categories of prayer. Um, after each uh, prayer request is lifted up, there'll be a moment of silence for you to spend time uh, offering up your own personal prayers to God. And then I'll say the words, Lord, in your mercy, and your response will be, hear our prayer. And when we're through with all of the um, prayer requests, we will join together in the Lord's prayer. So let us pray. Oh, loving God, we are so thankful for all that you have done in and through us, for all of what you have placed upon our hearts through these readings and reflections. And we bring now before you those things that are heavy on our hearts. And we'll begin by praying for the people of our faith communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are suffering and those who are in trouble. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the concerns of our local communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the world, its peoples, and its leaders.
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the beautiful earth you have given to our care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the Church Universal, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we lift all this before you, praying for healing, comfort, strength, peace, and wisdom as we pray the prayer you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, that's all for today's devotion. I hope you were able to hear a word from God for your life today. If you have any questions, suggestions, or prayer requests, uh, or just like to share with me some of your own thoughts and reflections, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, You can send those to the show email at admin at pastorkurt.com. And may you go forth today in peace, shine the light of Christ everywhere you go. Until next time, have a blessed day. Bye.